Huh? Whatever works. Okay. All right. Yeah, Sweet. that's good. Yeah, we're here. Let's get to this spiel. I'm tired of seeing my own face. So, so good idea, bad idea? I'll do the spiel, then the good idea, bad idea. Okay. Unless yeah, you want to yeah. do the spiel, then I'm perfect for both of I'm not ready for it. No. All right, let's see. Deep Too much there. responsibility. That's why I guess I got to do it. Uh, let's see here. Go this way. Hey guys, Rashid Phillips here, and welcome to This Week in Barbecue, the barbecue-focused podcast that introduces you to both the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. Joining me, as always, is my amazingly bearded wonder, Mr. Brian Hull. And if you're on the old YouTubes, we've got an amazing and wonderful, talented guest joining us, our first ever full-length barbecue podcast, barbecue buddy, Miss Erica Robbie. Hey, Erica. See, people see, she looks all nice. See, this is what we need. We need just have better looking people than us. And it works. I, I, I got to stop wearing hats. That's, yeah. That's, we got to stop wearing hats. That's probably it. I, I can't. My hair is not in a condition to be seen without a hat. So this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I, I ran out of the shower this morning to get here on time. So we're not talking about showers this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about showers this episode. Um, but Erica's going to join us for the span of this whole episode. So I'm excited. You're going to get to chime in. Please cut us off. Yell, you know, the great. That's usually how Brian treats me anyway. You'll, she'll give better answers than me. Oh, I know that for a fact. <laughs> Why did you have to confirm it? <laughs> I didn't want there to be any assumptions. You know how I get down. So uh, let's start it off. Good idea, bad idea? All right, good idea. When... Uh... When your uh, your host makes you a a Google Doc for the show, mm-hmm. and then he uh, that's the good idea, so we can keep notes and keep everything and uh, like track everything in order. You know. uh, yeah, and then pay attention to where he leaves a section for you to enter your own notes instead of making your own section. That's the bad idea, yeah, especially considering I put your section before mine. Right. Yeah. Look, I'm just I'm just used to playing second fiddle, so uh, uh, we're all we're all we're all. Uh... We're all Lionel Richie here, all of us. All right. <laughs> righty. So, what do we have? What do we have today as far as news, my friend? Got a fair amount. Yeah. So, uh, well, we we've been talking about. Just want to remind people about December tenth. Yes. Like yeah. you have the spiel on it. No. Uh, so December tenth, they are going to be doing a wonderful uh, food and wine down in Palm Beach. Got some great hitters over here. Elliot Moss is going to be over there. Um, Palmero, you mentioned too. Yeah. They, they just got their keys like two weeks ago to their brick and mortar. So funny story. I was up in, when we were up in Charleston, I like I was going to go by their food hall thing. Yeah, yeah. And I had it all planned out. It was like, oh, finally get to go by their food hall uh, spot. And then like I call, I call Hector Garate and he goes, yeah, we Shout just closed that down. <laughs> it's like we're not open but hey congrats to him and the palmera team they just got named uh best barbecue from eater carolinas yes yes and uh since we're giving out congrats for naming one time for the crew over at moose they just got a things like a bib award from michelin oh got added yeah. to their guide they have been killing it i've had the amazing honor of rolling smoke with them three times this year and they are they're just putting in work they're just putting in work so uh shout out to those guys really really making it like setting the bar and, and he put in a great, um, great heartfelt explanation on his post about it that we'll have in the show notes, but definitely make sure you guys are checking out the guys over at Moose. They're doing such wonderful stuff. And make sure to follow them. Yes, please follow support, buy a gift card to give to somebody in that area. That's just a great way to support a local business. If you, you may not live there, but maybe you have a buddy who does and you're Christmas shopping, snag him a little $20 gift card and ship it over. Help support your local businesses. We need it. <laughs> you guys saw me. I'm, uh, I'm about to start hitting that pole. These brisket prices. <laughs> Did the brisket prices go back up? They've been steady I, for me. Yeah, they're, they're up there. They're up there. We're, we're doing our holiday uh, early bird rates, and I went out and talked to my guys about the rates. I was like, guess I got to get all baby welled up again and work that block. <laughs> uh, Erica, what, what prices have you noticed jumping up? We're, we're up there almost to like $100. Ooh. Just for one. Yeah. One brisket. Yeah. And we really generally, like, we barely have them in stock. So Goodness it's ugly. Goodness. Like, I drive, if I need, like, a brisket and I'm, like, in a pinch or I couldn't get one from 
my beef supplier, I have to drive about 60 miles to the next town to try and hope to find it. Wow. All right. That put my 15 mile drive in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, <laughs> no, there's a, but I live out in the woods, so I got to drive everywhere just to get anything. Well, it reminds me of when we were in Texas, everything was an hour away from everything. It's like, oh, this is around the corner. Nope, still a clean hour away. Yeah, it was it was weird driving into Texas the first time and you like come in and through Houston and you see the El Paso seven hundred miles away and it's the same state. Yeah. It's like what? How am I how have I been driving all day and I'm still here? So upsetting. Hey uh, Jamaica, you can see Jamaica in four hours. You can see Jamaica in four hours. Round round trip. You were not doing you were not doing service to the fan or the uh the travel departments down there. Hey, I'm letting you know what the business is right now. You get off, you get a, you rent a GP, stop by Scotchies, then you turn right, and you ride that bad boy down for three hours. Boom, you've seen all of Jamaica. It's not that big. That's all of it. Then right, you get right, back right. on the plane. Like, get, like, yeah, then you get back. You drop off the Jeep, stop back over at Scotchies, get another one to go. Boom. You can't do it. Can't do it. But, um, oh, my God. Well, hey, uh, speaking of Texas, uh, there's a cool dinner happening December 18th. Oh, at Interstellar there? Barbecue. Okay. So John Bates of Interstellar, Evan Leroy of Leroy and Lewis, and Bruce Kalman of uh, Soul Belly out in Las Vegas. They're doing nice. a smoked Italian dinner. Oh. Yeah. So, like, they're doing, like, it's a six to eight course meal. They're having, like, multiple seatings. The 530 seating is already sold out. But. Uh, do we know? Do we have a price point on that? Yeah. It's $70 a ticket. Okay. And then it includes, uh, like, complimentary Chianti. Ooh. Yeah, very, so so uh, you see, very Hannibal Lecter. Though. Yeah, exactly. So there might be brains on the menu. <laughs> Cow brains are good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Pig brains, pig brains are good. Mm, pig brains, pig ears. Um, we were when we were prepping the hogs uh, for Holy Smokes. Uh, I definitely made sure to put those feet on there. I was like, I'm taking these back home with me. Smoke those bad boys out. I'm like, this is going to be great for college. Nothing's getting wasted around. Oh here. man, I I should have asked you. I needed those today. Actually, oh, I got to make collars. <laughs> those are mine. Yeah, those are, those are definitely mine. Those doing definitely doing mine. some funky collars this weekend. But um, I think we should we'll diverge. We'll change this in our, the the flow a little bit. Erica, tell people about you. I know how dope and amazing you are. Uh, just a badass in rolling smoke and cue. Even though it's on pellets, we don't we're not going to discuss that. Um, <laughs> And you are the winner of Barbecue Brawl Season 2, which is just absolutely amazing. I've had the honor of cooking alongside you. And one, I can't, hey, shout out to Mama. All right, Mama and I are just connected deeply and spiritually because we both stroll with hot sauce. When I saw her snatch it out the bag, I was like, I love you. Let's go. I was so happy. It's like, I, I found I found my other half. <laughs> So, I was like, Mama, don't be doing that in public. I told you about that. Nah, let Mama live. Mama is all good in my book. Whatever she needs, whenever she needs it, I'm there. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, Erica. Yeah. So, you know, my barbecue career kind of came really fast. Uh, I was I was a criminal defense attorney. And then, you know, I just I wanted to do something different. And I wasn't feeling fulfilled anymore. Uh, as a criminal defense attorney. And I was just like, I want to live and I want to do something that makes people smile. So I got into wine. I went to culinary school just for the wine program out in California. And I started working at um, wineries. And then when I moved down to San Diego, I started working at the Marriott as their assistant wine director. And I started working in the kitchen, you know, because there's a lot of downtime and just like, watching what everybody was doing. And I was like, oh my God, I want to be here. And what can I do to be here? And so I, ha- I ended up having a baby and now all of a sudden, like I'm just parked at home and I'm not moving and I can't go nowhere. And every day is just survival. So I would sit outside in the backyard and we had just like a really old, like little smoker. And I would just like call my dad and talk to him. And then we just started going through things And he said that he always wanted to have like a food truck or a barbecue restaurant. And I just, at that moment, I just knew I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then we realized neither one of us knew how to cook for people. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, wait, hold up. Let's get educated first. So um, I started watching all the shows and then I started researching the people and I found out that Harry Sue was in Diamond Bar, California. And I was in San Diego and he had barbecue classes. So I just went like, 
4 a.m., drove up there, didn't know anything, was still blowing up grills in the backyard, uh, (laughs) using gasoline to start fires, but I didn't know nothing. And so then um, I went to him, and he he asked if anybody wanted to do competition barbecue, and I was like, I want to do it, and I I have a name and everything. And I didn't want to say anything because I was really intimidated because everybody there was like real barbecue people. So I was just kind of like sitting there trying not to be a fraud. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, one of the, he goes, well, who's competing or who's going to compete? And one of the guys was like, you said you were going to compete, like raise your hand. And so I raised my hand and he was just like, okay, what's your team name? And that was like the first time I ever said my barbecue name, Blue Smoke Blair. And it was like, at that moment, I knew that I had like spoken life into the universe and whatever was about to happen, like I was on that journey and I was going to go for it no matter what. And then the world shut down. (laughs) So luckily I signed up for like a ton of barbecue competitions. I didn't even have like anything, but somebody had told me, Oh, you got to sign up because they, you, they sell out quick and you won't get a spot. So of course I overdid it. And luckily the world shut down. So I never went to any of those that I signed up because I probably would have gotten massacred and never did barbecue again. And so I had like a whole year to just kind of be at home and practice every single day, you know, while being a mom and everything like that. And it gave me the confidence. And I started talking to people on Instagram and just learning so much. And everything I saw on Instagram, I copied. I tried to figure out how they did it, why they did it, what they used. I asked a million questions. And then finally, I got to the point where I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing. And like, I would take food into work like to the people that I used to work with and everything like that. And I'd be like, just give me feedback guys in the kitchen. Give me feedback, help me design rubs. Like what can I do? And so, you know, they were nice, but in the beginning they were like, uh, girl, nah, nah, baby girl. Sorry. But you need that. <laughs> you need that honesty because you, the last yeah. thing you do is, uh, God, the book. Oh, this is amazing. My, my biggest fear of going on to the show is one. Um, everyone loves free. Right. And your friends and family will always tell you how good you are. But we've all seen American Idol and we've all seen that contestant that we're just like, don't nobody love you. Because if if they did, they would at that point, there was still somebody that could have pulled you off of that stage and said, hey, man, we honest keeping it a buck. We didn't think you'd get this far. We're not even going to lie to you. We didn't even think you'd make it. This is not what you want to do. All right. We just try. Take out. some pictures and go home. Say you got sick, we're just gonna go out the side, right? So, you know, that that was my thing. Like I knew I could get down. I'd been doing it a while. I had a crazy friend who was like, Yeah, let's just do this. And uh <laughs> just never wanted to be the first one out. Never. Yeah. And that was my only goal. That was my only goal when Food Network called um, first, I didn't think I was getting on, but then when they were like, Oh, well, we'll bring you down and you'll at least be here for a week. You know, while we quarantine all the contestants and stuff like that, you're not on the show, but you're a finalist. I was so excited just for a hotel stay where I could like sleep in a bed by myself with like no babies, no dogs. You know, I got Noah's Ark in my house. You can see, you know, I, I, they're I always see. on me. There, there's, wait, there's a third one that just popped up. Is he? No, that's a pillow. That's a pillow I th- on my screen. One. Oh, it is. No, it is a dog. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't going to say sure. anything. I was like, no, it's a pillow. No, it's, a, it's, an, actual, it's an actual dog. It's an actual dog. Yeah, is is, is so that all was, of them? That's all of them for okay. now. <laughs> but yeah, so I was like excited just for that because I wanted to just get out of my house. So I was like, that's a win. I don't care if I'm on the show or not. And then doing that experience, like it was very humbling mm-hmm. because I came in as the underdog, like everybody I saw, I was like, God, you get all these people. They're so much better than me. Like they have a history. They've been doing barbecue longer than some of them. than I've been alive. And so, you know, I knew I was like, just the fact that you're standing here, like that's an accomplishment for you, Erica, you know, whatever happens, happens, but please don't go home first. (laughs) Don't go home first and don't cry and try to make sure your hair is on point. Um, so I got, you know, I did, I did one out of the three. I didn't go home first, but I did cry and my hair was not on point. I was about to say, I did, I did see, (laughs) did watch your season and saw the tears, but I also saw you kick ass, like just put in work. I was like, she is, she is hoofing. And it was just that holy, it was like that holy fire. I realized I was like, you know what you, this is not the time to cook scared. Like just 
cook what you cook at home and go for it because you know in the beginning like the first few episodes i was really intimidated and i was trying to be like everybody else i thought that was what you know you're supposed to do and then finally like at one point i had gotten reamed by the judges like they called me everything but a child of god and at that point i was like, at that point i was like you know what i was like just just cook what you know do what you do because you tried to be like everybody else and it wasn't working so go just be erica and after i finally did that that's when i found success on the show when I just went in there and just started being ruthless and just doing what I know how to do and not apologizing for it. Mm -hmm. um, that's when things worked out. And I realized the secret about that was when you cook something you know and something that you've done, you have a confidence that comes through those dishes. And you talk about them in a different way and you have love and compassion for that food because it, you have a history, you have a relationship with that. Yeah. And that's really what was the game changer for me on the show is when I just started doing me. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's uh, it's very easy to feel like you have to conform, especially on a TV show where you're just like, oh, well, it seems like this trend works because that's the same type of person that keeps winning. Yeah. No, nah, I don't have any of that. And we've talked about this before that our uh, careers are sort of the same, that I've, I'd always cooked. I just never did any competitions before. And I was yeah. doing pop-ups and such, and was always just a one man team. So going into a competition where it's just you, it's like, I can yeah. do that part too. Um, yeah. but I just led with cooking what I know. Like our first dish was a, you know, show us yourself on a place. Like, well, this is me. It's Caribbean. If I'm going to get out, this is going to be it. But, um, let's talk moments that didn't make the show and then we'll jump into back in the news for me my moment that didn't make the show was uh my first turning dish actually got knocked out of my hand and went flying everywhere because as we're going we're supposed to call like going out so that the camera guys and what have you know and they don't get us and we're going to serve we're going to like to final present it's like four minutes left i'm heading out with my tray yelling out going out Guess someone didn't hear me. You know, I've been yelling the same way. Camera guy comes in. And it's like there's that split second of blindness going from in the bar and outside. Mm -hmm. He knocks mm -hmm. a tray out of my hand, and I'm just watching all my stuff fly in slow motion. It's like this is – I felt like those old, like, 80s sitcoms. Like, hey, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got here. Let me tell you. <laughs> and they, they need to make that a cut. I, I, think, I think the only reason this wasn't captured was because the camera guy hit me. Right. And he, his yeah. stuff went up and my stuff went up too. So aside from that, I don't think they have it on footage. And luckily for me, as if, I'm probably the only person on the competition show to make test meals before I make my actual meal. Oh. I'd made a bunch and I was still able to put some stuff together. But And, and it worked out for me. But whew. Yeah, at least you were heading there with four minutes left. Could you imagine if you had been going there with 30 seconds left? That would have been, a, would have been no. disastrous. Because I don't think a lot of people get it. When they say it's the time. That's the time. That's all you get. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, yeah. There, people always ask me that. They're like, oh, is it really the clock? And I was like, no, the clock is real. And they don't stop it. And it's on you. Mm -hmm. And every time you look up, it is just casting back its little red glow of destruction. Yeah, just, that judgmental time. It's like, oh, oh, are you going to keep up? Hey, I'm not yeah. slowing down. You better speed up. Yeah. Like I know. Like the one thing that didn't go on the show and I was like paralyzed with fear thinking it was. So the first time I met Eddie Jackson, like he just, he came over. I was, I was, I was cutting corn uh, for our first dish, like show us who you are. And the next thing I know, like I see this shadow come out of my peripheral and I look over and there is just like this gorgeous God of a man standing right next to me. And I'm like, oh, it's Eddie Jackson. So I'm like mesmerized and I'm trying to like work and talk to him at the same time. Cause he's asking me questions. And then I felt like a breeze on my hand. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. I don't, I don't feel any wind. Why is there a breeze? And then I look down and I have sliced my fingertip off, like just the top of my fingertip, oh, just God. cut it all the way off. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. I have to say I am the only person from uh, my season that did not cut themselves. And, and I don't think, and uh, people don't realize how difficult it is to talk to someone 
Look still up. handle your knife looking up at them, but that's why you have to practice your knife skills. Yeah, I was the only person that did not cut myself at all on that show. Really I have cool. never cut myself in my whole career, and like that was my moment to shine. But then I was like, you know what? At least he'll never forget me. Like, so, how's that fingertip? Did it grow back yet? Oh, it's back. It's, <laughs> it's back. back. <laughs> I know they say leave it all out there, but they don't mean like body how, how much how much did you have to reprep after that? I reprepped everything because I'm such like a germaphobe. If I see blood or something, I even though they're like, oh, it, it didn't go over there. I'm like, no, I'm redoing everything. So I ended up like substituting out the corn. I did like a quick fire and boil on some corn and just hurry up and put that back. But I, I took everything away because I was like, I don't serve anything where it could have been compromised. No. I was like, I don't care. No, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you. You got to, yeah. it's not worth so it. So it came out like a hodgepodge, like the dish made no sense, but hey, it got done. Hey, you 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 left with the ship, all right? You left with the trophy. <laughs> it doesn't matter. A win's a win. Got to take it. And there, and there were heavy hitters in your season too. There were some really heavy yeah. hitters, and but you yeah. from you started with amazing foundation, and this was something uh, Brian and I talked about two weeks ago. So I want to get your input on it. You said you mm-hmm. paid to take Harry's class. First yep. off, shout out to Harry. Um, I'll love get him. to see him I again him. in Vegas. Sadly, Harry's one of those guys I can only catch up with like once or twice a year because yep. of the schedules. But um, you started with his class. Do you see the benefit and the value in investing in courses? Yes, and, and I will be very honest. I have taken more classes since then. Harry's class was simply hands down the best class I ever took. I still, like when I went out on the competition circuit for the first time by myself, I brought the little booklet he gives you. I brought it with me. And when I competed, when I started doing competition barbecue, I would cook alongside the book and all the notes that I took when I was in this class and everything he told me. And that's, I still do it. Like, I mean, I even brought it out to Memphis in May just in case I needed it. Like that, I've never, that book, I keep it with me everywhere I go just because it was that good. And there's so much information that I learned. And his class is only one day. I've taken classes that were a week long. Mm-hmm. I've done everything. I go back to Harry's class every single time I'm in trouble or I need something, I go back. Love it. So it was worth it. And I think it was like, at the time, I think it was might have been like $300 for the class. And it's just one afternoon. And I took his class two times or three times back to back because I just, I learned so much. So I recommend that. I tell everybody, anybody who emails me, I tell them, if you can get out to Diamond Bar, California and take that class. Harry needs to up his prices. Harry definitely needs to up his prices. I mean, he's at $300. I'll I'll pay for a couple of people. He needs to say, like, he can see taught a uh, barbecue brawl winner now yeah he's like, like hey look yeah. at our students he's, we got- he's actually had a few students come out that have co- been grand champions you know reserves everything i mean he produces competition barbecue winners there it is. and it's like to know that it's just one afternoon i mean that's crazy that's wonderful i, just, I, I love that see see we got we got some stuff i just like to i just like to hear hear about it i always want to oh, make yeah. sure i always want to make sure oh yeah Let's uh, let's do. Oh right yeah, now. I mean, heck, I might still go back to his class and re up. Like, <laughs> no, no. Now you need to get it for free. You should yeah. come on and be an instructor. There it is. So, so exactly. what happens? Uh, let's go through some of these questions. And now that you're with us here, Erica, you can uh, partake in uh, answering some of these as well. Let's uh, uh, let's run through the run through the gauntlet of all of them. Of course, you know the Petty Sisters have their fan base in here. I gotta gotta block all those people. <laughs> It's not the type of uh, not not the type of uh, support I need, but uh, let's see here. Oh, since we just talked about this, Eric, I'll field this one to you. This came from Jim. Jim asked, "Bare hands or rubber gloves when dealing with raw food? If gloves, why not just wash them?" Um, I always use I use nitro gloves, and I do the one hand, dirty hand, clean hand. Mm-hmm. So that's how I am because a lot of times you might have microscopic cuts or something like that on your hand. You might have things under your fingernails. Even if you, oh guys, hold on. Even if you guys wash your hands, there might be something trapped under your fingernails. So I always make sure that I wear nitro gloves and the guys stop. The mailman's coming. And I definitely don't, um, I don't reuse gloves. I don't like to. 
Cameron, stop, man. Um, I don't like to reuse gloves at all because it's just, you never know if there's something in there porous. So I always just use nitrile gloves and I throw them away. And I always keep one hand without a glove. And that's what I touch my seasoning bottles with and stuff like that. Um, because you don't want to take raw, raw meat, raw anything from a glove and put it on your bottle. Then you put your bottle away in a dark cabinet. I mean, that's a science experiment. So, no, no, <laughs> hope that answered it, Jim. It definitely does. About you, Brian. Yeah, always wear gloves. Yeah, yeah. I like, uh, like even when I'm taking photos, like I make sure I have gloves on. I like, I just get weirded out when I see people's hands like touching food. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's just, but like, especially with sausage. Now, the only thing like on casing, I can't wear a glove when it's coming out of the uh, the horn, just okay. because like it's just it gets too slippery and you don't get a good grip on like to actually feel when the like if the casing's gonna pop or whatnot no, no but like when i'm stuck like i will switch out every time i like i have a seven pound stuff so if i'm doing 25 pounds of sausage i'll do you know five loads i put a new glove on every single time yeah yeah like like and just throw it away no i i'm i'm with both of you in both camps i do uh Clean hand, dirty hand, but both are still gloved up. Uh, an extra special tip, uh, let's cue this for notes. Um, if you're doing pop-ups, I usually have my dirty hand as like a bright yellow, orange, or blue. So if I clip the tip, I can spot it. It's hard to do with uh, black. Now, when I, for me, like the reason using gloves too, it's just this weird, I don't, I never really watched the show, but this is the one time I watched the show, Grey's Anatomy, the small black woman, uh, don't know her name, was performing surgery or whatever, and the patient ended up dying because of like an infection, and they're like, did you wear gloves, this and that? She's like, no, I did, I did my whole routine, double glove, blah, blah, blah. They put her through it, the episode ended where... They were just trying to make sure she followed procedure because the glove manufacturer had a recall on those because they had microscopic tears. So it's like, even if you wash your hands, like you said, dirty stuff on your nails, gloves aren't always 100%. So you still want to make sure you're protecting yourself and the public as mm-hmm. best as possible. Like, wear, wear your glove, guys, please. It's, it's important. It's always. Plus, plus, it's in the, uh, if you want to become a barbecue Instagram where you got to have those black nitro gloves. Yeah, that's that's it's sort of our part of our uh, superhero outfit is uh, the black nitro with uh, that's over your whatever brand of heat resistance. People swear by the Oklahoma Joes. I'm like, those things are too thin for me. No, nah, man, I just get I just get the uh, the really cheap uh, cotton gloves. Yep. Yeah, I get, yeah, yeah, like get a whole pack, just one glove under that, the black nitro glove on top. You're yeah. good to go. Yeah, I, I snagged mine. I'm still running through the first pack that I bought from a restaurant. Depot, and it's just a, just a bunch of 400 degree heat resistant gloves. No, we need, we need to we need to trademark the uh, the barbecue the barbecue influencer uh, Halloween costume. Oh, it it comes it comes with a tattoo sleeve that you throw on. <laughs> <laughs> the tattoo. Are sleeve you okay? The, so funny story. When I started Instagram, I was like, oh, you know, I was looking at all the pitmasters on there. And I was like, I need to be a little more edgy. I was like, so I went and I ordered off Amazon, like, temporary tattoos. And I would, like, stick them all over my fingers and my, like, wrists and stuff so that I looked, like, edgy. Oh, God. I love that. Like, everyone feels like you have to fit in a certain way. Like, you have to have a look. Like, you look like you look like you barbecue. Well, when I, when I'm, I'm a giant oak tree that... Whereas, you know, a, a leather apron on most cases. So I get that, but it's like, what does a traditional barbecue look like? The easiest way is just order, just order like a Dickie shirt or a Carhartt shirt. You, you know the saying about Carhartt. Everybody wants to wear Carhartt until it's time to do Carhartt shit. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got to work. So you just, and, but hey, guess what? Barbecue is Carhartt shit. So you're good to go. <laughs> it is. I, I'm getting tired of seeing Carhartt everywhere because Carhartt was probably <laughs> like, in South Carolina. Like, that's all you wear. I swear. I was like, do you have a deal with them? We don't know. I them. wish I had a deal. Yeah, well, it's Sorry. Let me up. Yeah. If not, we've got a, we've got a I hit them up. Cars. I was like, hey, guys, can I wear your stuff and barbecue? And it was like cricket. So I was like, okay, never mind. Okay, never mind. Never said anything. Pops. Pops, <laughs> has a, Pops has a deal with Dickies. They did this whole feature and stories on them, and they talked about Gammy and everybody on there. But he's got his old Dickies outfit and all that. Uh, the, who do, the Hoodoo guys have the, the Dickies Wonners. Oh, yeah, they yeah. do. I saw, yeah. I saw him like, one, I'd love that, but that's a lot of material for me to get into. Yeah. 
That's a lot. <laughs> wow, you ain't even have to. You didn't have to agree that fast. Didn't have to agree that fast. Just put that out there. Let's uh, let's get to another question before my feelings keep getting hurt. Um, <clears throat> oh, all right. There's a couple in here. Forgot a pork butt in the freezer after a long time. Does it make sense to smoke it? This is from C Space. What are your guys's cutoff times for deep freeze food if you've got a vac sealed? I mean, preferably within six months, but like up to a year. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. If I find it, I'm I'm smoking it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. I'm writing I'm writing that down. If I find it, there's the title. There's the title of the show. That's the title. That's this episode's title. If I find it, I'm smoking it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that thing could be concrete. I will work with it. Like. We might not be able to use that. I think that's Danny Brown's catchphrase. No, no, I'm joking. No, no. You, you know the rapper Danny Brown? No, there's a rapper named Danny Brown. Yeah, he's a big uh, he's a big smoker. If you oh. know what I mean. Oh. So if, if I find it, I'm smoking. It means something entirely different to him. Well, our, my first line of butts um, of shirts that I designed said, "We smoke the good stuff." Can, oh, they, you know what? That's we, a, that's another awesome quote. My first line of butts. <laughs> We sold a lot of those shirts, especially during May, for some reason. It was weird. I was like, you know, it's just barbecue spices, right? But okay. Whatever. I learned that on Instagram. Like, I was looking for barbecue hashtags, and I would do, like, smoked or smoking. And then all of a sudden, when I went and looked at the hashtags, I was, like, putting it on there. I was like, these have nothing to do with barbecue. <laughs> None at all. None at all. None at all. Uh, let's hit them with a little news. I'm going to do a quick rundown of our news, and we can wrap up with some more questions. Sounds good to me. All righty. So quick bit of news, and we'll have the links to all of these. If you guys are in Connecticut, Rhode Island area, and you're looking for a gig, the amazing guys over at Ninigrit Nectars. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it before, that's where I was in Connecticut, in the water, farming amazing oysters and clams right yeah, there. Yeah, that, that, uh, that video just came out yeah, with yeah. Gosney and, uh, and Brad Leon. It was, it was a ball. It looked uh, so fun. Oh, it was cold. <laughs> No, but it was definitely fun. I had a blast hanging out with those guys. <laughs> They're currently hiring. And if you're trying to get in shape, if you're looking for a lifestyle change, this is a job. You will be shredded in six months. Easy. And they'll teach you how to grow a beard. And, and you'll grow a mean beard because you've got to have a beard. To, to work that crew, so they're hiring. I, 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 I do want to say something. They, they were they were uh, they were throwing some shade at Southern Oysters. I just got to say, Murder Point Oysters are are, oh, are really good. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, that's Alabama. Shade, shade. They're yeah. just saying, hey, you know, it's good over here. Um, next up, we've got Twelve Days of Deals by Beer Bones. They're doing Ooh. deals every single day, so check that out. We'll be starting hours very soon. You know, time to give some stuff away. It's been a really good year. Our good buddy, Jared Pullman, um, from How Low Can You Slow, finally got to meet in South Carolina. He's actually doing a barbecue class over in Boise, Idaho. Never been. Maybe barbecue will take us there next year. Uh, but he's doing a class for 25 bucks. I have more information on that in the show notes. And lastly, for my bit here, Marvin Ross, the Kingsford recipient. He's doing his dinner series, the... Uh, uh, farm tour season is what he's calling it. It is 150 bucks. starts December 17th in Dorchester, South Carolina, and it's going to be an obscene amount of food. Just a wonderful experience overall. Go support. Go get to know your local farmer. This is definitely the opportunity and time. To peculiar do so. farms? Peculiar hogs? Yeah. yeah. Peculiar pig. Peculiar yeah. Pig. Marvin, I, he's I amazing. I spent I spent a week with him, and uh, he's very humble and he's so sweet. And he's just like he is a magician on what he can do. And he's just he's such a great human being all around. That like when you're in his presence, you just you want to support his dream and his vision because he really does just like rock out for everybody. And he just he loves the barbecue community. So he's amazing. No, I, I, I've I've got the utmost respect for him and what he does, and it's 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 pretty cool to see. Who who else is uh, using his uh, his hogs right now? I know Palmera when he Palmera uses... was I think B used to for a while. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent, but I think I think it's B. I think it's B. Okay. All right. So what else did you have on your? Uh, no, uh, I went through everything. You're actually. good on yours? Yeah. Great. Then let's go ahead and bring in 
another story if I can ever figure out how to make this stuff work again. We'll throw that together. That's a good little hot Oh, and then in other news, I think I've only broke it to you before, but I didn't want to say I will it. be I will be leaving Ohio. Yes. <laughs> I am currently in the process of moving to Houston, Texas. Uh, so, so in the new right. year. Can you say why the, or not yet? Oh no, I think I think I can say a little bit. Okay. So um I just bought a ranch or I guess they call them ranchettes. If they're if they're under like a certain amount of acreage, it's a ranchette, and um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hosting my own barbecue schools with all of my pitmaster friends as instructors. So this is a new chapter, and I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to to come and hang out. You've told me where it is, and I've actually been looking because I've told you that I've actively been looking for land over here as well. So. We may be neighbors. We may be neighbors. You should be my neighbor. We have so much fun. We can go shoot rattlesnakes together. Oh, I'm all down. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a mean shot, so it'd be a blast. And, and I'm not, but I will back you up in a truck and run them over. No, I, I, especially <laughs> when you told me what the ac- what the cost per acreage was versus what I'm about to buy here. What you're about to pay? I was, yeah. like, I was like, I could go ham in Texas. Yes. Go all the way out do we, do, we be, do we need to relocate to Texas? We not may. Get, yes. not get that uh, income tax? For half of, uh, yes. literally, we were talking about for half of what I'm about to buy here. You can I have can, so much. I, I can get a compound and everyone can just have their own. <laughs> have to see you could probably incorporate your own city. It could just be like Rashidville. Well, what is it? Uh, I know that happened in like South Phillipsburg. Phillipsburg. <laughs> Phillipsville. I'll dig it. I do. You never know. You may want to build something. You got two things in the world you're not making more of, land and time. Got to get you some yep. of either one. So I'm going with land. Yeah. Going with land. Let's, uh, so I can't wait for that. And I just, I can't wait to like to start bringing people down. And this is kind of like my way of being able to actually pay it forward for everything that I've experienced and all the people that helped me now, you know, I want to do something. I definitely want to get a lot more women into barbecue. That was always my goal. And I feel like I've fallen really short of that. So, and I want to get women in competition barbecue. So this is going to be something that, you know, I really try to push hard because I want, I want to see a lot of representation. I want to see my sisters out there doing their thing and showing their craft. And I think if I could just reach one, I could teach one. So this is going to be really exciting. Well, and and I'll have to, I'll address that. Um, I don't think you've fallen short because the first step of, reaching one is to show them that there's someone out there that's doing something and it takes a lot to do what you're doing. We've talked about yeah. this before oh, yeah. off, off air and just, just personally. Um, so I wouldn't, I'm not going to allow you to say that you feel like you've fallen short. I think you're right where you need to be and you're going in the direction Thank of you. doing more because you. as you set these trends, as you appear, on these Good Morning Americas, as you appear on these morning shows, as you appear in these magazines, as you keep doing Trying. this, you're you're you don't know who's seeing them, but someone out there That's is true. amazed. Oh wow! Okay, because you'll you'll double take like, wait, is that? Hey, that's somebody that looks like looks like me. They look you know? like me. So you're, yeah, you're, you're doing it, and I just think when you, I know when everything is complete and the property is open and it's on, then it's like it's full blown. But oh, yeah. the way to oh, have yeah. gotten to the properties and that such is to do Was what this. you have been doing. So you're you're doing it. That's you're, true. You're putting in work. You're putting in work. That's not, true. I'm not, oh, not going to let you that. talk bad about yourself. Now, if it was Brian, <laughs> I, I, would, I definitely would have let it, let it go. But no, you're, you're putting in work. Brian. You're putting in a lot of work. I, I'm just that. here so I don't get fined. <laughs> but uh, no, you're. it takes a lot of effort. And I see the work, the culture, the community sees the work. And uh, whatever I can do to help make that happen and stretch more. Oh, well, mama's yeah. already enlisted you. You don't have a choice. Hey, you I told you, mama, mama's got car blanche. Whatever don't don't, wants, don't forget the hot sauce. Oh, mama stays yeah. strapped. Mama stays with her on her purse. Ain't no. No, 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 no. We're getting, you I'm getting her a holster. That's the thing. It's like, you got to bring more. You can't show oh, yeah, up she without don't share. Oh, I know. Yeah, she don't share. Your, your mom has me wanting to start back up my scotch mango scotch bonnet hot sauce just so I can get You should. Bottle. 
You should. She'd be so excited. But yeah, I'm going to get her a holster for Christmas so she can like have her hot sauce. I'm, I'm sending mom a, a, a new PBC shirt and a hat just so she can be rocked out. <laughs> who's who's that Cajun guy on YouTube? He's got he's got like a uh, he's got a belt with all the seasoning. Stale and cracker. Hot sauce. Stale cracker. Stale cracker. Stale cracker. That's what my mom needs. She needs like a Rambo belt she of all her hot sauces. We were in Memphis in May. God, when was it? Lee? 20, I don't remember. Like last or year before. And we saw a guy strapped up with uh, packs of rubs and seasons. I was like, this man is going to war with the most blandest food I've ever seen. Because <laughs> it was right at breakfast and he was going at it. Like, And it was said, like, he didn't have to unholster. Like, he had something we could just, and it would serve. I was like, that's actually pretty cool. Like, you you printed that. That was 3D printed. You made that. They're not selling that in stores. And it's like, it, it, it kind of like always bothers me no matter where my mom goes, no matter where we're at, we could at, be at the nicest restaurant in the world. She doesn't try her food first. She immediately douses it in hot sauce. Like, I'm like, try the food first, mama. That is so wrong. And she does not. She immediately just clicks it open and goes. And that kills me. Uh. Well, that that's, always that's, kills me. That's because mom, mama knows best. She knows what the business is. All right, she knows what the business is. And for those wondering how I came about getting to meet mom, I had the honor and privilege to roll smoke alongside um, Erica and her mom um, at A and A earlier this year, and it was just a, a wonderful time. I, she says I was out there helping. I thought I was causing trouble, but I was just in the back cooling because we were serving whole hog and. Uh, we were finally, everything was finally tuned. Pops and I were good and cooling. Uh, Jimmy had the everything rolling. And I just see this monstrous line. Like, this line is, like, coming up to where we are. I was like, wait, if I'm here serving food, then who's drawing this crowd? And I turn, and, and I, I would say I saw her. She's she's tiny. She's tiny. I didn't see her. I didn't see her. I just saw two little puff balls just, <laughs> just moving back and forth. And I was like, okay, let's go see what's going on. And, uh... They were just in the weeds because everyone kept doubling back for their food. I was like, first off, I'm going to get a plate. Second, I'm going to help you all out. But I ate that plate first. <laughs> I was like, it was like Batman. I was like trying to like throw up a signal with like a big R on the ceiling. Like, come help me. <laughs> and then every time I'd like, we'd get them out the weeds, clear it up. I'd take a little lap and they'd be back because the food was just so good. I, I, I didn't blame them. So, I, I, like just, um, just for future reference, the bat signal is just a bottle of bourbon. Yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm Bottle of bourbon in the sky. I'm I'm moving. I'm moving. Uh, our buddy oh Chino my came god! Last episode, he dropped off some uh, Angel's Envy. I was at his place three days later, helping make oxtail. <laughs> we need we need to make a skylight, but it's just the uh, the outline of a pappy. Uh, <laughs> well, we'd have to do like my outline with locks because I think we'd get sued for pappy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> get sued for pappy. All right, let's get two more two more questions here. That was awesome. <laughs> oh, hmm, that's interesting. That's never a good thing when you go down that road. No, because it was a price. If uh, it's somebody asking for a foot pick, we don't do that. Hey, hey, speak for yourself. I got adult bills. All right, you want to? I'm asking you want a pinky or a big toe? Okay, I'm. <laughs> you want an ashy? <laughs> if you want lotioned and moisturized, that's extra. That's extra. That's extra. That's, extra. that's, the, that's the premium package. It is. Uh, this one comes from uh, Lamont BBQ. Shout out to Lamont. He's actually one of my subscribers. Uh, apparently, Instagram is now allow people to be uh, a subscriber to you and get exclusive content. He's one of the many that are on there that I think I'm interesting enough. So thank you for that. He asked, um, tell us what the cardboard trick is. We, we mentioned it uh, last episode. This is all you. I've never done it. Oh, so certain cats like... Uh, Terrence, aka Zilla, LFA, Big Perm, um, B, and a lot of the cats I know use cardboard on their rigs when doing briskets to sort of negate that charred bottom that ends up having mm -hmm. that little overdraw if you if the heat flares too much. So a lot of them cook it and run it on cardboard to stop that from happening. Good, yep. simple little trick. I, I, thought, I thought it was also more like, I could be wrong. Again, I don't do this. Is mm -hmm. it also for like kind of absorption? Yeah, good for absorption. Mm -hmm. it can, it's also done on whole hogs. Some old school pits just cover it with a piece of uh, cardboard and then a uh, sheet of tin over it on top. Yeah. It's actually very, very versatile. Like there's so many uh, tips and tricks and little nuggets that I don't think are out there that most people just don't even get. Like they may do it, but they don't know why. 
uh, they may just put a split on their rig, having no Not reason. Why. They don't. They don't know why. They're I saying, mean, oh, it's there. Erica touched on it earlier. Like that's what I used to do: look at Instagram and figure out what people were doing. Yeah, and that's why I started doing the logs in front of like that first row of briskets mm-hmm. and stuff. Yep. Like as like the heat deflector, and yep. also like it it pushes air up and down. I was like. I didn't exactly know why. Like, I just guessed, and then someone explained it yeah. to me later. But that's part of it. Like, once you get an understanding of why certain things are done, then you can apply it to so many different techniques. Like, hey. And, like, one of the things that's really, really helpful for me, um, I research, I go and I research cookbooks that were done in the 1800s and early 1900s because they explain a lot of stuff there. And then I go on YouTube a lot, and I... I type in like indigenous cooking techniques and I'll watch videos to see what people around the world are doing. And then I'll take some of the stuff I see because everybody's live fire. I mean, that's what, that's how you survive. But I'll take things that I see from like other parts of the world, how they cook their meat and I'll incorporate incorporate that into like what I do. So like, banana leaves and being able to make an oven the way you did, you know, on your show, it's it's stuff like that. Like nobody's going to teach you that you have to go out there and find it, or it has to be passed down through like a historical tradition. And so it's really important to make sure that you're not just so focused on like your little region of barbecue, but you have to look at barbecue in the global perspective because you will find tips and tricks that will help you for everything that have been done for centuries. And they're going to make your life a lot easier. And you're also keeping that culture going and keeping those tips from getting lost or extinguished in history. So always make sure you have an eye globally when you're doing your barbecue. No, I completely agree. And it's, it's a very big and important fact. And that's why people are like, how do you, understand or develop new flavors or techniques and i would say find a culture opposite of your own study the people and then the people will lead you to the food and that's how that's how you learn so much i obviously wasn't the first person in the world to cook a turkey in the ground no people didn't it was so cool though i got a couple of tricks people like man that was amazing i was like if we're talking about you know tricks in my bag that's not even I got some I got some really good ones that I that I've yet to have to use yet but I'm always sometimes I'm eager to find myself like what situation will I get to break glass in case of emergency yes. type of thing that's that's when I get to show off is when I really get to play with fire I love cooking yeah. rigs don't get me wrong but please film me and see me cook a million one times I'm happiest with with a shovel and a match and I'm going to town with some flames that's yeah. when I have fun. That's it's really cool to show. see like people adapt to like taking their traditions and then adapting it to whatever they're cooking on. Yeah. Yes. So like uh like Taco Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Zavala's and 2M were just on there. And 2M the like they do barbacoa the first Sunday of every month. Mm-hmm. And so he's like or um they were talking to, he was talking about how uh, he can't do it the old school way because it's not health code permitted. They can't yeah. like just bury it in the ground. And so he'll start par smoking the meats on the pit. And then what he also does is he heats up the banana leaves mm-hmm. on the pit. Mm-hmm. That makes it more pliable. Mm-hmm. More pliable. So then he yeah. wraps everything, like wraps everything in the banana leaves that have gotten some smoke or more pliable, then wraps that all in aluminum foil and throws it back on the pit to finish. But to get that old school flavor as close as he can get it to like the traditions he learned growing up. Yeah. And that and I think that's really important. You have to, you have to cook in the ground at least once. Like yes. all of the technology we have is great, but like you owe it to yourself to go out there and actually cook in the land. Yeah. I think it's really important to do. Yeah. No, I think It'll tell you a lot about yourself. If you do that, you, you have to, if you can get one cook open fire with nothing mm-hmm. but a poker and a shovel, and then one cook submerged, you're, you'll learn so much so quickly. And it doesn't even matter if the food comes out great. You'll leave like, wow, okay, I get it. I have an understanding for it now. Yep. Um, I've got a, a recipe coming out that I did a suspended rib roast, just straight flames, wood, there's some lettuce over there, just all, all fire. And I've got a big charity dinner that I'm doing with some really? wonderful people at Home Depot, and the whole thing is being open-fired. Yes. Open-fired. I'll give you guys a hint. One of the dishes is going to be a, a salted curry cured leg of lamb. Ooh, gonna really, I like that. It's, it's going to be nice. I, get, I like to have fun. I like to have, <laughs> I was like, you don't yeah. do pop-ups anymore. It's like Because I'm doing these private things that let me just yeah. show out. 
So if I do get this land in uh, Georgia here, it's going to show out a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I really encourage people, be fearless. Um, when you're out there learning, like, just be fearless. Do Try everything. Do everything because it's only making you a better pit master or a better backyard barbecuer. Like, don't feel like you have to only do what your pit will allow you to do. Go out there and try other things and be creative. And, I mean, 99 times, so it's probably going to taste good. You know, the one time you have your epic disaster, you probably learn the most in that moment. Yeah. So definitely go out there and be fearless and try everything you've ever read or anything like that. Maybe not all the TikTok challenges, but <laughs> go out there and do it. And whatever to make coke. Like, no, that's disgusting. I could have told you that. Uh, but no, that's you're, a, you're not going to make a barbecue rub board. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. Uh, I was going to say also find the old school joints that are cooking. Like I, both of us need to get out to Vera's backyard barbecue in Brownsville, Texas. Like that, that place is still doing the uh, barbacoa de cabeza the old school way. They're the only place that they can still build pits and cook the whole head in a pit. They don't even wow. season it. They just just chuck it in there. Yeah, just chuck it in there. Right, I'm done. I'm yeah, done. Or if uh, if I can get the sprinter van or uh, Erica can lend us her, uh, her mighty, you got it. We can, we can you got it. In the van. Yep. It's in the shop and the shower is getting fixed, so it's ready for you. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> We're just gonna have to raise the height of the shower a little bit. Or turn it into a yeah, tub. it's like my height. Even I'm like too tall for it. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but before we shut down, how can the amazing people find out more about you and watch your show? I love watching your show. I love that you're doing that. So please talk your talk. Let everyone know. We're going to drop it down below so everyone can realize what I know, how dope you are. Yeah, just Instagram is where I'm usually found, Blue Smoke Blair, and YouTube, it's Blue Smoke Blair, where you can see the pit stop. We traveled all around Houston filming um, barbecue restaurants and talking to the owners, the pit masters on how they left traditional careers and took a leap of faith and got into barbecue and how they're finding success. So you can find that on Blue Smoke Blair on YouTube and find me on Instagram. Okay. And if you want to try some of my rubs and sauce, Blue Smoke Blair. Blair.com. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. Any final words there, Brian? No. I mean, I guess if people are uh, watching live in the Atlanta area, I got my last pop of the year tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll be at Round Trip Brewing, teaming up with my buddy Gabriel Tungle of uh, Barangay, Atlanta. And uh, we're doing some collaborative barbecue trays, doing a, uh, a smoked beef rib, and he's making like a uh, three vinegar Filipino dip to go with it. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. No, uh, I have absolutely nothing to add to that because I'm doing stuff that's not that important and can't be discussed right now. But uh, that sounds delicious. You're a badass, Erica. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, thank you for putting up with us. Yeah. This will, oh, maybe, I love you guys. Maybe, I had a blast. He's a, he's a lot to I'm already with. figuring out that we should do a um, bourbon trail. We should go to Kentucky and we should do a bourbon and barbecue trail. That would be a fun I little road trip. Twist my arm. Say, say when. I'll clear the schedule. He's already booking flights. You just don't see him. <laughs> Good to go. I'm calling you after this. Like, okay, I can do like from the 7th to the 12th. Pick some days in between there. I'm, I'm, I've got a buddy in uh, Kentucky. We'd have fun. Anyway. But um, for those of you... We'd have fun doing it. Watching, listening, thank you for joining us. As always, my name is Rashid Phillips. This has been This Week in Barbecue, the barbecue-focused podcast that brings you the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. Joining us was our special guest, Miss Erica Blue Smoke Blair, and as always, my wonderful bearded co-host, Mr. Brian Hull. Remember to tell a friend to tell two friends. Yeah. Finish it out, finish it out. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> ah, the last line is always, be good to one another. Take care, guys.